Welcome to the New to Jesus podcast, where we find foundational truths to help you take your first steps in your walk with Christ. Hey, this is Dan Bergman, and I'm real excited to share with you this episode of the New to Jesus podcast. This is a very special episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is the very first episode where I am interviewing somebody. Secondly, in this episode, I interview my father about his experience as a Jewish person coming to know Jesus as his Messiah. This was recorded in a hotel lobby in January of 2020. I hope and pray that this recording is as much of a blessing to you as it is to me. Without further ado, here is Michael Bergman. Born in Annapolis, Maryland in 1953 Uh at the Naval Hospital. Mm -hmm. And my dad was in the Marines there, stationed at the Naval Academy. And my first year was spent in Maryland. Then they moved to Cleveland Heights in a small apartment until I was three years old. Then they moved to a predominantly Catholic neighborhood in Euclid in 1956. At that point, I was three years old and they were still building houses in the neighborhood at the time. The neighborhood had a lot of kids and since they were predominantly Catholic, they used to beat me up and I I remember one experience of in the wintertime being on the hill that goes down towards the freeway trying to get up the hill and the Catholic couple Catholic kids kept pushing me back down the hill. Mm-hmm. So ending up with, with a bloody nose, kept coming up, kept coming up. Finally one of the one of the Catholic kids said, Okay, that's enough, let him go. Wow. So I was pretty much disturbed about the Christian religion at that point thinking how old were you I don't know between five and eight years old somewhere in there and uh, had a very bad problem with the Catholic kids at that point when I got to be in junior high there were still Catholic kids in the neighborhood that were tormenting me, not just me, but other kids that weren't Catholic. There were quite a few Protestant kids in the neighborhood. And for some reason, they looked at the Protestant kids as uh, not being part of their group, so they would torment them too. So I got to be friends with the Protestant kids more than the Catholic kids. There were a few Catholic families in the neighborhood that were very nice families, very nice people. And my parents got along with uh, all the families pretty well. It was just the kids that, for some reason, they were taught to hate Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was probably about 10 or 12 years old, and the one neighbor family that was a Catholic family down 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 the street 
had two boys that were close in age to me. One grabbed me by the arms and the other one was coming at me with a baseball bat. Really? And I got out of it, fortunately, didn't get hit. Wow. So they were pretty crazy people, some of them. But being called names and beat up occasionally was uh, very unfortunate. So I had a real bad uh, opinion of the Catholic religion at that point wasn't necessarily thinking Catholic, I was just thinking Christian at that point. Yeah. But there was a differentiation between the Catholic kids and the Protestant kids. The Protestant kids were all very nice kids. They never caused any any problems or pain. We mm. got along well. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't understand that, uh, the difference in the religions, uh, until I was, you know, uh, 15 or 16 or 14, 16. So all, all the kids claimed to be Christian, basically, but some of them were Catholic. Well, and they wouldn't even use the word Christian. They were Catholic. They all went to the, well, a lot of them went to the Catholic school. A couple went to the public school. Okay. Yeah. But that was uh, my upbringing in a, Christian neighborhood, so I was definitely turned off by Christians. Then when I got to high school, there were uh, kids there that were trying to hit you over the head with Jesus, Yeah, and that got to be pretty obnoxious after a while. And in the meantime, I had met a couple of the parents, the mothers, of some of my friends in, in, when I was in high school that were Christian. One in particular was uh, Baptist. And she would tell me about how the Jews were the chosen people and everything else and made me feel a little better about the Christian religion. And that was in high school? Yeah, when I was like 16, 17. I was trying to think of all the people that were nice to me about it, and the other one was one of one of my girlfriend's mothers. Uh, they were Baptist also, I think, but they ne they weren't practicing. I I don't know if they went to church on Sunday or not, hmm. but uh, they were very nice towards me too. But most of the girlfriends I had were all Catholic, and they would go to church once or twice a year. They had to show up for Christmas. Yeah. You know, if they didn't show up for Christmas, they were going to go to hell. Oh, okay. That was, you know, what they felt. So I would end up in the Catholic Church on Christmas Eve uh, during my teenage years because the girlfriends had to go. And you had a so lot of girlfriends? One at a time. <laughs> So that I, I was in the Catholic churches for the holidays, not Easter, but for Christmas mainly, because that's we'd go on on a date on Christmas Eve, and they would have to stop at the church, yeah, for an hour or two. Did that feel weird? 
it it didn't really strike me as being very religious because everybody was packed in there one day a year and the one day a year Catholics just didn't seem to me to be seemed hypocritical yeah I mean the, the once a week Catholics and the once a week Christians uh, go to church on Sundays can be hypocritical too because during the week they're different out with the boys playing poker and drinking or chasing women or at the, at the bars whatever yeah. That's why I like the Baptists seem to be the most conservative. The uh, the Lutherans, I don't know if they consider alcohol to be a sin or not, but no, I don't they're think a so. lot more liberal, it seems like. And the Catholics definitely don't consider alcohol to be a sin. I always considered the Christian religion to be hypocritical. And... When I when I got married, I told my future wife that we'll get along fine if she doesn't try to convert me. Mm-hmm. So she all these years she never pushed. I went along with her to church out of respect, and plus I wanted the kids to have some kind of a knowledge of God. No matter what kind it was, I figured any kind of knowledge was better than none. Mm-hmm. So I let her handle all the religion. So accompanying her to church in the beginning, every time they mentioned the word Jesus Christ, I would cringe. Just the words would just... And every time the preacher would say anything about Jesus, I would cringe because I was brought up without him and it just seemed really odd so I got to the point there was different levels so the first level was cringing (laughs) the second level was being able to hear the preaching and not cringe and and accept uh, the fact that they're talking about Jesus And then when they would preach about the Old Testament, then I started getting more interested. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, and she t- switched churches from what St. Mark's, and she went to a little church in the Vale. Mm-hmm. And after a little church in the Vale, uh, I started getting more interested in the, hearing the Old Testament preaching, which which I really enjoyed, actually. Hmm. And part of it was because they didn't mention Jesus too much. Mm-hmm. In reality, the Old Testament is all about Jesus. Yeah. So not knowing that, I was happy <laughs> <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. Then going and getting into uh, the, the church in Euclid, uh, BBT, was interesting and then going to Mayfield Village sort of caught my attention and I was starting to understand uh, the relationship between the Old Testament and the New Testament and it was was, was learning a lot more and it was more of a, a teaching atmosphere 
where they were they were actually explaining how everything fits together. Mm -hmm. And then when she started going to the Chesterland Baptist Church, where it's primarily a teaching church, and it gets down to the, the nitty-gritty basics of the relationship between not only the New and the Old Testament, but the relationship between the writers mm -hmm. and the history and when it was written, why it was written, the context, the background, uh, the political situations, and everything else is very interesting. And in the middle of all this, my son decides that he's going to convert the Jews into Christians. And at first I was very annoyed. In your understanding, what did that mean? Did that mean to try and get people to stop being Jewish and become Gentile followers of this Christian God? Well, at that point there was two separate religions. Yeah. There was the Jews and the Christians is what I had always been brought up to believe. And if you're, you're a Gentile, Jewish, you're a Christian. If you're, you're Jewish or you're Christian. Yeah. Or you're Muslim or Hindu or yeah. Buddhist. But you couldn't be both. You couldn't be a Muslim and be a Christian. Yeah. You couldn't be a, a Jewish Muslim. Yeah. You couldn't be a Jewish Buddhist. Mm -hmm. I don't think. But in Christianity, you can be a Jewish Christian. Yeah. And not knowing the relationship between the two, and that one is the result of the other, was the, the final enlightenment. So when did I stop driving you up a wall and start? <laughs> well, it took Being a few. Helpful. It took a few years for me to get used to the fact that you decided to convert Jews, and I didn't really understand it for, until maybe a couple years ago. So I became more accepting in your mission as time went on little by little. So that's the background in that. And then it comes to my wife who was very, very patient all these years and not trying to convert me, but answering any questions I've had. Mm -hmm. And since she had a vast knowledge of the Jewish holidays and the Jewish, the Jewish way of life, to a certain point, she knew a lot more about being Jewish than I did because I was brought up in a more secular Jewish, mm -hmm. only going to temple until I was third grade or fifth grade. I don't know, I have to ask grandma when they quit temple. Mm -hmm. But they had asked me if I had cared if I wasn't bar mitzvah, and I said, no, it doesn't matter. Because mm -hmm. I didn't like the Hebrew classes anyway. It was mm -hmm. very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I figured, well, less work. It's fine. 
Yeah. So to get closer to this time period, the problem I had was getting all the knowledge from every sermon that I was listening to and also listening on the radio, the Christian channels and listening to, to your videos. was a procedure that I had to go through of, of getting the knowledge and trying to figure out how to get the faith. Mm -hmm. That was the stumbling block. The knowledge was there. I understood the facts. I understood how everything's supposed to be, but it's the accepting and the faith that I didn't have. And I was trying to figure out how you get the faith. I had, I had been asking God, is Jesus really the Messiah? And at first I was hearing in my head, no. And then I was hearing nothing. And then I was having some really extremely bad tooth problems. Hmm. Really bad, where you're just out of your mind hmm. and I decided I was going to pray to Jesus to see if that would work and I did and that night my teeth quit hurting really and from that point on I got little twinges of pain here and there but nothing like toothache pain that'll just make you unable to even function. The pain is so bad. I don't know if you ever had a bad tooth that's so bad that you can't do anything. You just can't. Not, not that bad. Really I've bad. I've had other pain, but not, not tooth pain. Where you can't, well, just, you can imagine the pain coming from your teeth, going yeah. in your head and all the way up into your, your ears and your eyes and your sinuses, everything's connected. Yeah. Your balance is having balance problems everywhere. So the pain went away. Hmm. And it's, it comes back a little bit, but nowhere near as badly as it was, really bad. Wow. So that was the first step in realizing that, hey, I'm not saved, but I can pray to Jesus and he can still help me, even though I'm not saved. Well, that's a dilemma. I mean, what, how, how is that possible? How can, how can that happen? So the dilemma is, if you can pray to Jesus and he helps you, and you're not saved, then it's sort of stupid not to be saved. Yeah. If he's, if he's real. He's showing you that he's real. So, this, it took a couple months of trying to still wrestle with the faith. And the faith, like I said, was a big stumbling block. I had the knowledge and, and it was like the knowledge was opposite the faith and trying to make the two come together, the knowledge and the faith to make a decision. 
So I made the decision a couple months after that. So that was like July, August, probably like September. Made the decision. Didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Just but but in my own brain, I knew that I accepted Jesus. I never said it out loud. Okay. And then the one day when we were over on Ma's birthday was the first time I said it verbally. So that was a couple months between the end of the summer and October 14th. Yeah. When I verbally said it. So it's a matter of 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 months. But the thing was, I wasn't gonna say anything unless it was true. Yeah. I, I didn't want to just say, okay, I have faith, I'm just gonna say it. I had to actually believe it. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't want to get to the point where I was trying to believe that I believe it. I wanted to actually believe it, not just I think I. Yeah. So I figured that uh, saying it verbally is, is the action that you make when you really do believe it. Yeah. So you can think in your head all you want and you get all kinds of thoughts bounce around in your brain. But uh, when you say things verbally, then you've, you've uh, committed yourself. Mm-hmm. You're thinking to yourself, you're not really committing yourself, you're just thinking in your brain. Yeah. But when you write it down or, or you verbally say it, then you actually you're committed and you better yeah. believe what you said or else you're a liar. There was uh, in the New Testament some people that, that believed, Jewish people that believed that Jesus was the Messiah. But it says that they didn't confess him before men because, I mean, at that day and age, it was you could get killed. Yeah. 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 So now I'm in the position now where I'm a baby Christian. I, I have. I don't want to jump into anything. I never like to jump into anything without knowing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of person I am. But once I get a little bit of knowledge, then I'm dangerous. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, that's what Jesus taught about people that would choose to follow him to be his disciples. You know, he said, don't just jump into this. He says, you need to count the cost. You know, who goes to war without counting the cost of whether they can do it or not or build a tower, you know. And I think that that's a biblical way of looking at things, you know, making sure that you're going to do it, you know, and, and then follow through. So now the next step is the future, and I've been going with mom to church for a long time, and I've been standing up when they stand up out of respect, and now I'm standing up because I want to stand up. Yeah. I haven't started singing yet. Uh-huh. That's another step that you have to overcome. Yeah. Is, is the, the hurdle of uh, becoming actively involved yeah. 
And then the next step would be becoming a member of a church, which I really not sure if I want to become that actively involved because I never really liked organized religion, even though that they say in the church that they are not organized religion. That's sort of a stumbling block there too, that churches are a gathering of believers. Mm-hmm. But if they weren't organized, they wouldn't know what time to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> And if you look in the New Testament, there's the church at Jerusalem, the church at Antioch, the church at Ephesus, you know, and they were organized groups. So, I mean, that's that's the next stumbling block is getting over the the fact that the past 50 years, I I didn't want to get into organized religion at all. Yeah. Because of your experiences with it. Yeah, so... But I did enjoy the, the social aspect of the churches. A lot of nice people. Yeah. And bringing the kids up, the grandkids, in the church was important. And being a, a role model for them in the church so that they can grow up as a respectable church-going person. So that's another push to make me want to become more active is because of the kids or the grandkids. To become a role model for them. Yeah. Yeah, because they need it. I think I, I think that you'd be a good one. So I have still have some stumbling blocks. Like I said, I'm still a baby. Yeah. And I really don't want to grow up. <laughs> They like Peter Pan forever. <laughs> but it's not possible. Yeah. Well, there's blessings that come with it, too. So that's where I'm at right now. Is, uh, I'm in kindergarten. Yeah. I know <laughs> the first time that I went with you in the truck was like a week, two weeks after I had gotten saved. So I was. That's, that's where I was at that point. But. Well, you went through a lot since then. Just think of all the the knowledge and the wisdom you gained since that point. Yeah. And understanding things a little better. And a lot of it comes from, you know, just following one step at a time what I feel that God wants me to do when, he, when I read the, the Bible. Thank you so much for listening to the New to Jesus podcast. You can go to our website, newtojesus.com. That's new the number two, Jesus.com. If you'd like to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at DanielBergman99. And if you'd like to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, that helps us to get in front of more people to help them take their first steps as new believers in Jesus.